Amen. And see what the Lord has to say. Again, Brother Bo read the scripture for us this morning, but I want us to focus on verses 16 through 18 in Daniel chapter 3. In Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Amen. I'm going to read those verses of scripture for you can stand if possible. Amen. Amen. I felt some excitement when Bo was up here reading the word of God. Amen. That's what the word of God does. Because it's living. Amen. 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 Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us for the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, say if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. God, we thank you and bless you for this day of celebration, this day of renewal, this day of salvation. We pray, God, that you visit us in this place and you have your way, God. I pray, God, that I decrease and you increase, that you be glorified and your people be blessed. For us in the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen. 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 We want to tag for a title this morning, The Power of Resistance. The Power of Resistance. On Thursday, February the 24th of 2022, the armed forces of the Russian military was prompted by their country's leader, to attack and invade the country of Ukraine. Now this military attack and invasion came as no surprise to those who occupy the country of Ukraine, as well as we here in the US. For weeks prior, the Russian military was seen strategically positioning themselves on the borders of Ukraine. But in spite of this imminent attack and invasion, orchestrated by the Russian military. The citizens, leaders, and militaries of Ukraine vowed to take up arms, fight, and exercise the power of resistance towards their attackers. And thus far, the power of resistance has made a difference, for the Russian military has not been able to totally conquer and seize control of Ukraine's major cities as they thought they would. And that's due to how the power of resistance can halt and change the outcome of life and death situations. If you recall when the power of resistance was exercised in the civil rights movement, it halted and changed some things here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yes, the power of resistance is powerful when exercised, 
But when the same power of resistance is not exercised, it can be devastating. You see, when Adam and Eve failed to exercise the power of resistance towards the devil in the Garden of Eden, the outcome was sin that separated man from God. When Abraham, the father of many, failed to exercise the power of resistance to his wife's demands to bear her a son from Hagar, her servant, the outcome was and still is a feud between Jews and Arabs. When you failed to exercise the power of resistance and proceeded to eat that last piece of carrot cake, the outcome caused a change in your waistline. Yes, not exercising the power of resistance can be devastating, but when it's exercised, it can be life-changing by what it has the power to produce. I've been going to the gym lately, and there's an area set up called the resistant band area. And if you properly work out with the resistance bands, it will produce muscles in places that you never thought you had. Because resistance has the power to produce something. You see, according to James 4 and 7, it was the power of resistance towards the devil that can produce some peace in your life as the devil flees from you. And in this familiar passage of Old Testament scripture, we are introduced to three intelligent Hebrew teenagers by the names of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, who are better known to us as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who through the power of resistance toward the king's decree and their willingness to stay faithful to God, produced in them what was able to halt, my God, change, and even change the heart of the king so much so that it made a difference in Babylon where they were held captive. I believe in this day and time we live, uh, God wants you and I, the, the BOC, the body of Christ, to be vehicles used to help halt, change some things, and help change some people through the exercising of the power of resistance in our world that says anything and everything goes. Now, there should be some things we just don't do. There should be some things we just can't do as born-again believers through the power of resistance given us, given us to, by God who has endowed us with the power, according to Acts 1 and 8, that will cause us to produce what the power of resistance can provide. And let's look at what the power of resistance can produce and provide for you when you feel like the world is trying to overwhelm you to do what they do to satisfy their fleshly desires. You know, like at work, when the world is passing around the lottery ticket envelope and they look at you as a Christian and expect you to be a part of it. We want to talk about how you can overcome that by the power of resistance. Amen? We got any lottery card players in here? Y'all ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> but before we jump into that, you need to know 
that this ordeal that these three Hebrew teenagers were about to experience started after they were given a promotion, appointed by the king to be administrators and managers over the country and region of Babylon, which is revealed in verse 49 of chapter 2 of Daniel. For it says, moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. See, the word of God is so powerful and revelant even today, for it reveals to us that while Daniel was on the rise, while Daniel was coming up, he didn't forget about his friends. See, he took them along on the ride with him. He didn't turn his back on them. He didn't get new on them. He didn't diss or dismiss them, but he shared his success with them. See, when the Lord allows you to be elevated and promoted, and, and it's in your ability and in your power, uh, you should bring some folk along that they may soar with you and succeed along with you. See, as believers in Christ Jesus, uh, we should be willing to bring those good people, those wise people, those humble folk along with us, just like Daniel did. But know that promotion and elevation can bring about the worst in others. Because after Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got promoted, elevated, and given that corner office with the best view, the critics came forth. The haters begin to hover and get in the king's ear. And in chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, it says, Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lair, and the falsery, and symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have, look at this, set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. They was hating on them, y'all, amen? Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. You see, your promotion and elevation is not going to please everybody. Your rise to the top will cause you to, my God, see, see so-called friends as they really are and foes that slander your name. But remember what God has for you. It's for you. No matter the evil that people say or display, God puts you there for a reason, amen? Somebody need to hear that this morning. God put you there for a reason. So don't get upset or allow those kind of people to corrupt your character. But in turn, exercise the power of resistance that it may produce what will honor God. Amen? And here in the text, these three Hebrew teenagers are great witnesses to what the power of resistance can produce in the midst of talebearers. And the first thing is a sense of calm. 
Yeah, yeah, the power of resistance can produce a sense of calm. Look at verse 16, y'all. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. See, after being summoned by King Nebuchadnezzar, who was furious and full of rage, questioning, then commanded to bow down and worship a false god, which was offensive to these three Hebrew boys whose culture revolved around worshiping the true and living God. I don't know about you, but I expected their response to be full of rage as well. But due to the calm that the power of resistance was able to produce in them, they were able to respond without a hint of sarcasm or slur. They weren't disrespectful, they weren't defiant, but overwhelmingly calm in their comeback. See, a soft answer turns away wrath, amen? The text says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O king, we have no need to answer in this matter. See, when you listen and read the tone of the text, you can sense the calm and cool produced by the power of resistance in their response. See, we as Christians can learn from that. For, for I myself have been guilty of responding to questions from those in the world of why I don't indulge in the things they do. And I can't recall responding in a way of calm. But I do recall responding in ways that I was holier than thou, along with an air of cockiness by the way of putting my nose up in the air and sticking my chest out and saying in my sanctified voice, because I'm a Christian, I don't do stuff like that. Now, I was right in resisting to do the things that the world does, but due to uh, uh, not, not answering in a way of calm, I didn't allow the power of resistance to produce the comeback that would make them come back. Instead of answering like I was all that in the Lord. We got to learn how to humble ourselves. Hallelujah. That it will bring folk back to us. That we can share the life changing word of God with them. See my response to the question of why I resist doing what the world does. Was coarse. Not calm. And cool like these three Hebrew boys which in turn caused me to miss an opportunity to share and show the love of Jesus Christ. In these days, the Lord is looking for some calm, cool Christians, amen, that are able to allow the power of resistance to produce what will draw men unto him. Any calmer, cool Christians in the house this morning? Yeah, I thought I was, but after I checked my resume and my dossier, I had to go back for a checker. Amen, amen. But resistance also produces 
I think what Brother Bo said up here earlier, it produces confidence. Yeah, the power of resistance, it produces confidence. Look at the words of these three Hebrew boys in verses 17 and 18. It says, it's a little hot in here. <laughs> Woo. Amen. I feel like I'm in a fiery furnace. Amen. But I won't bow. Hallelujah. He said, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And look at this, y'all, confidence. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, you got to get, get a but if not in your spirit. Let it be known to you, O king. They're respectful too, y'all. Amen. We do not serve your gods. That's a small G in your Bible. You see that, y'all? Nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, we know from King Nebuchadnezzar's decree and command that the outcome, my God, of not bowing down to worship the golden image he constructed was death by way of fiery furnace. And there was no compromise or compromising to your fate if you didn't bow down to the king's decree or command. See, it was either you bow or you burn. My God. See, what a decision set before these three teenagers to make. Now, it's debated that these three Hebrew boys were from the ages of 10 to 13, 13 to 15, or 15 to 20. But no matter what age they fall into, this was a serious decision they had to make. Somebody's in here this morning, it's a serious decision you got to make. Amen? Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the way our world is today, there are still some young men in those age groups that have to make some serious decisions. Decisions that can change their lives for the good or for the bad. That's why it's important that we as men, we as Christ strong men, take time to pour into the young men that God has given us stewardship over, as well as the young men we encounter in our everyday lives that they can make decisions, life-changing decisions for their good, just like these three Hebrew boys who drew confidence from the power of resistance. And the confidence that was produced wasn't in themselves, but it was in the God they served. You got to catch that, y'all. It, it wasn't in them. And they were some smart young brothers, but their confidence lied in the God that they served. And they weren't ashamed to say it. They said it in the text, the God we serve. Are you ashamed to say the God you serve is the one that gives you the ability to speak, move, and look at who their link of confidence was, too. It says, if that is the case, in verse 17, I got whom we serve. He's able. Say it with y'all. He's able. He's, he's able to deliver us. From the burning fire refers a place of discomfort, a place that's hot, a place that's overwhelming. He's able to deliver us 
from the fiery furnace. You're in a place right now, somebody, that is uncomfortable, is unattractive. But you need to know and gain the confidence that these young Hebrew boys to be able to say, my God is able to deliver me from my fiery furnace. Somebody's in a fiery furnace on your job. You're in a fiery furnace, but God is able to deliver you. You're in a fiery furnace in your marriage, but God is able to deliver. Build up and put that marriage back the way it was when it started. Amen. See, when your job is on the line, who is your confidence in? When your health is failing, my God, who is your confidence in? I know you take medicine. I, 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 I know you uh, prescribe some pills and stuff to take, but who is your confidence really in? When the enemy comes in like a flood, who is your confidence in? Come in, I, I, I love my wife. I'll I, I give my life for my wife, but my confidence is in the Lord. When your marriage is in trouble, who is your confidence in? Amen. As believers, our confidence should be in the one true and living God, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, just like these three Hebrew boys. You see, it was through them resisting to go along, to get along. It was their resisting to deny the delivering power of God that gave them the confidence needed to say what they said and mean it. Come on, when you, when you talk about God and you say stuff about God, do you really mean it? And, and, and the way that you can mean it is by exercising your relationship with God. Because the more you exercise your relationship with God, you get to know God. Amen. God already knows us, but we get to know God. And in any relationship, you want to know your partner. Amen. That when you say something about them, you can mean it. Amen. Yeah, my wife can cook. Amen. And I can say that because I'm in relationship with her, amen? And she be taking care of brother when it come to grub time. And I mean it, amen? Yeah, yeah. In relationship with God, you can mean what you say and say what you mean, amen? See, the power of resistance coupled with your faith in God will give you the confidence you need to stand even when things look dark in your life. Oh, that just like these Hebrew boys, you too can go on and say to whatever is threatening you, trying to consume you, and trying to get you to bow to, you can say this, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we worship the gold image which we have, which you have set up. Amen. See, I, I've come to learn that in this walk with the Lord, you have to, to, to uh, 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 remember his word. But in order to remember his word, you first have to read his word. Then that will cause you to remember his word. And once you learn how to remember his word, you begin to recite his word. And, and then after you recite his word, you begin to reapply his word to your life. Amen. I think this is a scripture, y'all, we need to hold on to. 
But if not, let it be known, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up before us. Now, when you sit back and think about the confidence that these three Hebrew boys who were teenagers had in the God of their salvation, it should blow your mind. But when you think about the power of resistance that was, they were attached to at an early age. Oh, my God. And even while they're in the midst of captivity, you know that the confidence they had was produced by God and God alone. Amen. Yeah, see, see, they, they, they took up this confidence at an early age. See, before they went into captivity, their parents were pouring into them. Do you take time to pour into your children? Fathers, do you take time to pour into your male children, your female? Do you take time to pour into them that they can take a hold of this confidence that these three Hebrew boys had? Amen. It's important that we as the leaders of our homes, brothers, amen. Christ strong. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we do that, amen? We, we exercise that by pouring into our children, amen? That they can have the confidence at an early age. Oh, my God. And confidence in God at an early age and God alone. Amen? Amen, amen. But also, also, and finally, the power of resistance, look at this, y'all, this is powerful, can produce conversion. Amen. Yeah. Now, now, we know that these three Hebrew boys were, were, were calm and cool, uh, 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 confident, just like some of you are who have taken on uh, 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 the attitude that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Attitude towards your life in Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, but look at this. But that still doesn't stop the trials and tribulations of life from coming your way. Do I have a witness in the house this morning? I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. But it still doesn't stop life's issues from tapping on my door every now and then. Amen. Come on. I'm saved. I preach the word of God. I pray. But it still doesn't stop the issues of life. Sometime trying to overwhelm. Me and my by myself this morning. I pray that I'm not. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we as believers, let me go back here. Such is so for these three Hebrew boys. For in spite of the power of resistance leading the way in their lives, they still, my God, will have to face, look at this, y'all, the consequences of not obeying the king's decree and command. Come on, am I? You know the Lord, but there's still some things that you have to experience that sometimes aren't comfortable. But praise be to God. He's Emmanuel. God always with you. Amen. He was with you when you drive. He's with you when you sleep. He's with you in the shower. He's with you when you work out. He's Emmanuel, God, with you, amen. He's with you when you're up. He's with you when you're down. He's with you when you're level to the ground. He's Emmanuel. He's God with you. 
but I still have to face some consequences to my decisions. And we as believers who rest in the power of resistance, there will be some consequences we must face. But while in the midst of our consequences, look at this, y'all, the Lord is going to be setting up a conversion of those who see us going into our consequences bound up. But while in the midst of our consequences, we become loose, free, starting to walk around and praising God. Because in our consequences, the Lord is right there with us as the fourth man. That's why I don't get upset, y'all. I got I to gotta be honest with y'all. I, t- I had to grow to this. I don't get upset when stuff is going haywire in my life. Because I know that the fourth man, he's with me. Amen. When stuff is going haywire on the job, they look at me and say, Brother Steve, what's going on? You're cool, calm, and copacetic. And I turn to them, and I'll use my holy and thou voice. I say, the Lord is with me. Amen. I'm learning, y'all. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord is with us in the midst of the consequences we're facing. Hallelujah. And in verses 19 through 20, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego find themselves in their consequence for disobeying the decree and command of the king. But while in the midst of their consequence, I like that, y'all, in the midst of their consequence, which is the fiery furnace, it gets hot sometimes, y'all, don't it? (sighs) Fiery furnace when it comes to paying your bills. Come on, you trying to meet that? It gets hot sometimes, amen? But while they were in the midst of the fiery furnace, the king peeks in. You know, unbelievers be peeking in on you. That's why it's important to have shades up to your window. Because then, yeah, you better. Yeah, I know y'all live in Middletown. Sometimes y'all don't put shades up to y'all windows. I saw it. But let them peek. Let them peek. Because when King Nebuchadnezzar peeked in, my God, he, he saw something that he never saw before. He saw the three Hebrew boys loosed and walking around, but they're not by themselves. For the king saw and said, I, I see a fourth man in the midst of the fire, and it looks like the son of God. Come on, you got to remember who King Nebuchadnezzar was, y'all. He was a pagan. He was an unbeliever. But he knew what the son of God looked like. Come on, come on, come on. Folks on your job, folks in your family, they haven't seen Jesus but they've seen you. And you are the only Jesus that they see. So that means you have to act accordingly to the scriptures. I remember, I remember going on my junior prom, going on my junior prom, and, and me and my date were in the living room taking pictures, right? Taking pictures, I was shopping, had my uh, burgundy velvet uh, jacket on, y'all. 1984. <laughs> White pants, burgundy, burgundy, Giorgio Brutini's on. <laughs> Style. Before we left, my mom said, all right, don't, don't forget to act accordingly. 
We laughed about it when we got in the car. It didn't hit me till I got older. She was saying, you represent me and the family. And I know what y'all kids be doing on prom nights. My God. So act accordingly. Believers of God, people of God, we have to act accordingly to the scriptures because folks are watching us. They're peeking at us from around the corner to see what we do. Hallelujah. Come on, when, when, when things don't go right in our lives, folks are peeking at you. Can they peek? And be pleased with what they see. That will cause a conversion in their lives. And Nebuchadnezzar said, he looks like the son of God, and he was right. For it was Jesus, my God, who showed up and delivered these three faithful Hebrew boys. You know God honors faithfulness. Amen. If you're faithful to God, he'll make you. God honors faithfulness. He was faithful to these young Hebrew boys because they were faithful in the area of resistance. When their friends were bowing, they were standing. They wouldn't give in. They wouldn't give up. They were faithful to God. Are you faithful when things look dark in your life to God? If so, God will honor you. And look at this. Elevate you. Because he knows he can trust you. Because you put your trust in him. It was Jesus, y'all, who delivered them. But it's not over, y'all. Because the power of resistance that got these three Hebrew boys thrown into the fiery furnace (laughs) produced conversion in the life of King Nebuchadnezzar. See, after witnessing this, King Nebuchadnezzar began to give praises to God. To the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen? Yeah, I got I to read that, y'all. I got to read that. I got to read that. Look, look it's, it's, it's down in verse 24. I got to read this. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar, after seeing these young men free in the fourth man, was astonished. Look it up. And rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound in the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at this. Servants of the most high God. Come out of there. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps and perfects of governors and the kings and counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. Their heads were not singed, their clothes were not harmed, and no smell of fire came upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, look at this, blessed Be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, 
and Abednego who has sent his angel in the person of Jesus Christ to deliver these men, amen, amen. who trusted in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it was through there, these three Hebrew boys being linked in and locked in to God and not resisting and resisting to go along with the status quo. Amen. That caused a conversion in the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. But if you witness in the text, it says that he called for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And three men came out. But, but, but Nebuchadnezzar said, I saw a fourth man. I love this about Jesus Christ, y'all. See, see, see. Once he does what he does and he do what he do, he sends us out there to be the witnesses of his greatness. And I can imagine just what sad Meshach and Abednego said about the fourth man. They said the father says that the fourth man, he untied us. The fourth man, he, he clothed us. The fourth man, he touched us and kept us safe. And it's uh, well, the power resistance exercise in the three Hebrew boys. Look, in the midst of pressure that produced an opportunity for conversion in someone that did not honor God. And when we exercise that same power of resistance, not to be conformed to the world, but live a life unto the Lord who loves all mankind, he, God, sets up an opportunity for out of our consequence, for unbelievers to be converted to believers in Jesus Christ. Will you stand today as we stand? Amen. Hallelujah. And be a conduit of resistance in a world that is searching. In a world who has lost morals, respect, and honor, will you be the one through the power of resistance to stand and make a difference and allow what it produces to come through and bless somebody? Calm, confidence, and conversion. It's in you. All you have to do is to surrender to the power of resistance that God has just for you. Just for you. God, we thank you. And we bless you today. We thank you for your word. For without it, we are nothing. Because your word is you. God, we surrender to your word and ask that you help us to walk in victory as we ourselves, my God, exercise the power of resistance in our lives. 
that others may see you and only you. God, help our talk, help our walk. God, help us to be more like you in these last and evil days. That when we get the opportunity to share you and show you, we won't be holier than thou. We won't be cocky about it. But we'll walk in humility and share the life-changing word of God with those we encounter. The same way, God, that it was shared with us and changed our lives. Help us to decrease and let your spirit increase that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Our Lord and our Redeemer. God, we thank you today and we bless you. Thank you for the people of God who stand flat-footed on your word and know that they will walk in the newness of you. So God, we give you glory today. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Help us, God, to depend on you and you alone as our deliverer, as our keeper, as our all in all. God, we thank you for the things you have blessed us with, our homes, our our cars, God, our money, God, our friendships, God. But we pray, God, that we will lean on to you even the more, the keeper of our soul and the sustainer of our lives, our deliverer, mm, our keeper, our joy, the one that comes to see about us when no one else is around. God, we thank you just for your unfailing love towards us that we who were made in your image sometimes don't get it right, but you're always there hmm, to pick up the pieces and take the fragments of our lives and help us to be better. God, help us to be better today as we leave this place, but never ever you Help us to be better, God, in our communities, in our homes, in our churches, in our ministries, in our marriages. God, help us to be better in our friendships. God, help us to be better in the name of Jesus as we hold on to your word. And we'll be so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for us in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We do pray. If you agree, say amen. Amen.